What's up, everyone? Glad to be with you today. It is myself, Dr. Derek Williams. I'm excited for today to share a little bit. This is going to be a little bit different than a lot of episodes in that I don't really have any strong advice or a strong theme of this episode. This is more of a just for fun kind of episode. I've had questions from people that have kind of followed my story, knowing that we're on the road and a lot of people that are just kind of curious what life is like. And so I've kind of taken a a list of questions and I'm just going to kind of spend today's episode sharing some of my thoughts and kind of just go through things. So If that doesn't sound interesting to you, just feel free to stop the episode right now and you can just go to the next one when the next one comes out because we we always try and put out good content, stuff that is clickable and is action-based that can help you to improve and and grow your practice and improve your lifestyle. So uh, I think today I'll still have some tidbits that will still be helpful in some of those ways and, you know, some insights, but it is a bit of a detour from our regular programming. So I want to get into things and uh, first, maybe kind of the best thing will be to start out with uh, just kind of sharing an overview of things. One of the questions that I've got has just been, hey, can you just tell like where you've actually been and like just talk about the timeline? And uh, so to recap, I sold my practice on May 11th of this year, 2023. And I worked the following week in the practice, just a quick transition with the buyer. And then after that, we were basically had our house on the market, preparing to sell, putting all of our stuff in storage, moving and, and deciding what we wanted to take with us on the road. Our vision and our dream for several years was to just be able to travel the United States as a family in, in an RV. So in 2020, we bought a fifth wheel trailer and a truck together. I've posted some pictures on uh, the Facebook page if anybody's curious. But uh, we've had that for a, a few years and that's allowed us to kind of work out some of the kinks. But uh, anyway, we hit the road on June 7th. And so it has been about three months now that we have been uh, on this kind of a journey. So where we've been. We have been, uh, we kind of started out, basically we've just been heading north for the first couple months and then the last month we started heading east. So our, our route was basically going up north, spent time in Arkansas, Missouri, and then quite a bit of time in Minnesota and then started heading east from there. So I spent a couple weeks in Michigan and then uh, last week we were in Niagara Falls and this week Now we are here in Vermont and uh, we will continue heading east. Uh, We'll be uh, Maine, New Hampshire, Massachusetts. And then over the next two months, September and October, we'll kind of start heading down, heading south along the northeast coast. Kind of the goal is uh, of a lot of the trip is to kind of try and find the good weather. Go north in the summer. And in the fall, we really want to be in the northeast. You know, we're just even even right now, just starting to see some of the leaves change in some areas. And so I'm really excited for that. So that's kind of where we're at. And we're basically heading south. And then in the winter, we'll be in like uh, Georgia, Alabama, Florida areas along there. So 
Let me get to the next question, which I think this is maybe one of the most common questions, or maybe that there are a lot of questions wrapped up in this question as well. And that question is, do you feel like you have a more balanced life now or before you sold your practice and, and hit the road? And it's a great question. And I think a lot of the questions around that are, are you happy? Are you happy with this lifestyle? You know, aren't you going kind of stir crazy? with not having, you know, a, a regular job and, and structure, you know, what about your kids? You know, is that a good life for them? There's a lot of questions like that. And I think they're all valid and very good questions. And so, at times, they're definitely still questions that I ask myself. But to kind of go through those, in general, I do feel a very well balanced life. And there's pros and cons. And I'm going to kind of talk through each of those. One thing that I want to talk about that is really cool is the concept of time. I never realized this until the last few months, but when we live a traditional lifestyle, which I would kind of call more of the rat race, we are very much controlled or, or scheduled based on times. What time do we need to wake up to be to this place by this time? What time do I need to finish this job or this procedure to head to the next one? Or what time do I need to leave the office to be from here to there? Even on some leisure days, it's okay. How many leisure days do I have? And I've got these events going on. So here's my time, my leisure time that I can do what I want. Here's some things that I need to get done. Anyway, you can, it's very easy to see how everything is very structured based on uh, time limits and time constraints. And I even, felt that previously on vacations, even a 10 day vacation, there always was kind of this mental clock in the back of my mind that was kind of ticking down and saying, okay, seven days left. Okay. Four days left. And so, you know, the weekends were like that for me too. And over time I got to the point where I enjoyed my work more. I enjoyed my employees more, my patients more. And I think that's part of the lifestyle practice is getting your practice to be a little bit more passive over time. We put in a lot of work in the beginning to get our systems and the foundation in place so that next year is easier than this year and probably and more profitable as well. And that trend should very likely continue. And there may be times we have to go back and say, ah, this one slipped through the cracks. I got to go back and build this part of the foundation back up. And that's okay. That's part of the process. But moving to this lifestyle where I have no job to be at next, I have really no timeline. There's no date that I'm working toward, even with how long we're going to be doing this type of thing, traveling on the road. Even that, there's not really an end in sight. We have talked recently about spending another year. I mean, initially we were planning on, you know, 10 to 12 months. And now we're thinking of doing another year, doing another loop that would be like a big figure eight that would be the Western half of the United States as well. So anyway, the whole idea that time, it's not there, it's not an issue. It's not something that's in the back of my mind. And in a way that is, has the potential to bring a lot of peace to me where I just don't feel the pressure and the, and the stress and allows me to be a little bit more present with my kids or on coaching calls or, you know, whatever that means in the moment. So that is a huge benefit. And that's been something that's been so fun to experience. I genuinely 
have this wish that everyone in life can experience this at some point before retirement age, before you know 65. I think if you can experience this at some point in your life, it'd be great. Even if you don't hit financial independence, you know, if you're at a spot in life where you're in between jobs or, you know, you sell a practice, you're moving or something, take advantage of that time if you can and spend several months just, you know, doing less and experiment with life and see what that feels like. That being said, you do have to be a pretty self-motivated and uh, disciplined individual to live this lifestyle and still gain satisfaction and fulfillment. I feel like it would be very easy to just be binge watching stuff and eating crap that you want and, you know, and just not doing a whole lot. And that would get old very, very quickly. So right now, some of those things for me include working out. I still have been pretty disciplined as far as uh, either going to the gym. We have a Planet Fitness membership and there's a lot of locations. So I would say probably about two thirds of the time we're pretty close to a Planet Fitness location and we can still go and uh, get good workouts in. And uh, on the days that we're not close, we have adjustable set of dumbbells that go up to 90 pounds each and then a bench and then some resistance bands. And I can actually get some pretty good workouts in with that. been able to be a little bit creative with uh, some of the exercises and stuff. But anyway, that's been good. Diet and eating is something that I've been focusing a lot on the last three to four years, high protein, relatively lean diet. And that's uh, served me well. And being on the road and in situations where, you know, we may eat out more or, you know, it's, it has the potential to feel a little bit more like a vacation lifestyle where, you know, you might have treats and, and stuff around more that by kind of going and having this be a focus the last few years of my life has really benefited me now in this time now. And so I've been pretty good at keeping a high protein diet and managing calories. Other aspects of, of my life. I do help out with homeschool with uh, the kids as much as, as I can. And my wife's pretty good to give me, you know, we kind of prioritize coaching or other stuff if that I have going on. So there's plenty of times she'll, you know, be able to do that on her own. But I do enjoy that aspect of uh, helping out with homeschooling with the kids. Really enjoyed history, getting into the history of the United States. And uh, I think I've shared some of that on the last episode or two, but that's a lot of fun for me to relearn and and especially most of the areas that we're traveling to, I have really not been around the Eastern United States, especially the Northeast, uh, even a lot of the Midwest states very much. So to be traveling there and learning a lot of the history behind these areas is really, really cool for me. And that kind of segues to sightseeing. We do a pretty good amount of going and visiting areas, whether that's uh, museums or historical sites, taking tours, stuff like that. And that's been a lot of fun too. And that's a good kind of connection with homeschool and and uh, history and all that kind of stuff. The other big component that's been so rewarding for me is coaching. And I've always enjoyed coaching. I've been doing it over five years now with the, the lifestyle practice, and it's become uh, such a wonderful part of my life. And I kind of wondered how things would change with, you know, this whole transition in life to selling the practice and and everything. And it's been amazing. It's been so fun for me with coaching. And 
part of the reason is, like I said, I, I've always enjoyed it, but there's definitely been days where I've had, you know, calls scheduled, you know, it'll be like Monday evening, Tuesday evening, or, you know, something where I have, I'm coming off of an eight hour clinical work day and come home and have dinner. And then I've got, you know, an hour or two of, of calls in the evening. And, you know, those days, uh, you know, I still excited about it, but you definitely feel a little bit less energy. And so now this point in my life, it's basically my only job. And so I look forward to the calls and the conversations and I get excited about texts from clients and, and, and emails. I really want to see them succeed. I want to see changes in the practice. And that has been a really, really cool part for me to witness in myself and to see kind of the growth in that way been able to dabble a little bit more in, in real estate, doing some research in a, a few different areas. And I may share more of that in the future. But uh, anyway, overall, I feel pretty good about the structure of my life and kind of what things look like. But it is definitely challenging at times, even and I consider myself to be pretty self-motivated and driven. But there are definitely still times where, you know, I, I still struggle. It's a challenge to be proactive at things and still days that I feel less motivated and, you know, I have a question maybe too much. Sometimes I think it can be a negative thing to have too much time to just think and ponder. We've got to figure out this balance of, of time to think and ponder and then to also be able to take action and to go and do things. And if you are uh, less of a self-motivated and self-driven, you know, able to provide structure on your own in a non-structural environment, it may be better for you to just have a, a, a more typical job. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. So that has been challenging for me at times. But uh, again, I've found ways to work through it. And because I see life as the obstacle is the way, I look at those opportunities uh, or I look at those challenges as opportunities to grow and to say, okay, okay, here's my next obstacle. Let's work through it. And I'm going to come out better on the other side. And I, I think that's a very valuable aspect of, of the process. So wrapping that up, that was a long answer to the question of, do I feel like I have a more balanced life now or before going on the road? And overall, you know, I guess it depends how you define balance, but I feel a lot of fulfillment and satisfaction in general in the life that I'm living right now. I'm excited. I'm I'm happy. But every day, I generally feel like life is a roller coaster. There's highs and lows, and it doesn't matter how successful you become. The you know even the most wealthy men in the world have horrible days. That's just part of how we are built and wired. And uh, I think having any other idea that you're going to hit the top of the world and stay there forever is an illusion. So by understanding and recognizing that we're always going to experience highs and lows, if we can accept that, we'll be able to roll with the punches a little bit more and look at those challenges as opportunities to grow, like I was talking about. So uh, next question is, do I miss hands-on dentistry? It's been three months now. Oh, let's see. No, it's been uh, it's been four months. It's been four months now since I have practiced any kind of dentistry. So, and that was uh, what since dental school. You know, it's been like a total. So, this is the least amount of dentistry I've done in over ten years. And the short answer is no. I don't miss it. It's interesting. The first time I was asked this question was by my mom. Actually, like maybe six weeks after 
I was talking to her on the phone and I was almost caught off guard by her question asking me if I if I missed it, if I missed patients and staff and, and stuff. I honestly, my honest first initial thought and reaction was, wow, I haven't even really thought of that question until you just posed it to me. And so that would kind of was my answer. No, I don't miss it. I think, you know, there's definitely, you know, some of the great clinical outcomes and patients that you work with. And, you know, some of those days, one of my favorite feelings in dentistry was having a super productive day. And then knowing that I was going to have a few days off or have a week off for a vacation or something like that. And, uh, I don't get that same exact type of experience anymore, but, uh, I haven't necessarily missed that too much either because I've, like I was saying, I found more ways to kind of push through, uh, coaching and, and getting myself to grow in other ways. A few other kind of miscellaneous questions. Somebody asked, have your expenses been higher or lower than you expected? I have a short answer and a long answer. The short answer is, uh, they've been about what I expected. The longer answer is, Honestly, for the last several years in financial planning and kind of setting ourselves up, I kind of set my minimum number or my number that I felt like we'd be comfortable as far as passive income every year. And then we basically doubled it and said, okay, this is the number that we want to get to before we punch out. So the reality is we're not even spending that amount right now. And so I don't look at our expenses. I don't even know exactly how much is in our bank account right now because it's going up. I just know that it's going up and that uh, we're very well within our our bounds as far as you know where we should be as far as spending and stuff like that. Interestingly, with after reading Die With Zero, which is such a phenomenal book, I did an episode on it. Go back and listen to it if you haven't. Read the book if you haven't. But since reading that book, it's maybe made me realize that I really need to figure out what I'm going to do to spend this money. And I don't say that in any kind of a boastful way or anything like that. But simply that uh, I think before reading it, I was on track and probably still am to for my net worth to be highest when I, I die. And that just does not make sense. I'm not too worried about it right now. But because my wife and I have been so aggressive as far as investing over the years, you know, kind of getting to this point in our lives where we're doing something kind of fun. We don't really care how much we spend because we can pretty much do whatever we want. We're still going to be well within our, within our bounds. The things that we care more about is like the lessons that we're teaching our kids. So our kids still do jobs and earn money for, you know, to be able to do some of the things that they want to do. We basically pay for a lot of experiences for our kids, but any kind of device, electronic or toy or, you know, stuff like that. Our kids basically do jobs and earn money and, and save up for it. So that's a, just a little bit of insight. I could talk about that for a long time because I'm really interested in that uh, concept. And it'll be interesting over the years to see how I change, you know, when we settle down, how, how big is our house and, you know, how do we live life? What will we choose to spend money on and, and some things like that. And we're having more conversations about that, but, uh, Anyway, that's kind of where we're at with that. Another question was, uh, are you happy with your truck and trailer that, uh, that you have? Anything that you wish you would have known beforehand? Like I said, I actually bought the truck and trailer together from the same guy in 2020. And so we've had it now for three years. 
And so that gave us time to kind of learn how things work, how to set things up, how to drive, you know, obviously have had little mistakes here and there that have been learning lessons, but that definitely made the transition to living on the road a lot easier. It would have been, I mean, there's definitely a lot of people that do it, but it would have been very challenging to cold turkey, sell your house, buy an RV, and then just start living that way because it can be a bit of a, a steep learning curve. You make a driving mistake and then, you know, a few mistakes here and there with the trailer setting up and stuff like that. And you can, you know, immediately be thousands and thousands of dollars in repairs and delayed timeline and issues and stuff like that. So because we had already been doing that, because we were already homeschooling, that made this whole transition a a little bit more seamless. The only other thing that I could think to add, one thing that has been rewarding has been to that I've been able to meet up with some uh, current and um, previous clients on the road as we've been traveling in different areas. And that's been really cool. It's fun because I know I've had several, you know, previous clients on the podcast before, you know, even, you know, maybe years after working together. And, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot that I try and reach out to every once in a while and just see how things are going. Cause I really enjoy hearing success stories and I enjoy any, and even enjoy hearing challenges and how people work through them. Coaching is, is more than just coaching to me. It's uh, and this is going to sound, I don't know if I'm getting all, uh, what's the word mushy or whatever, but this is a really fun opportunity for me. It's uh, like I've said before. Yeah, sure. I I benefit financially from it, but it is really something where I feel like I'm able to make the world a better place. I'm able to influence and to really help people. The so much of the goal when we're working together is optimization. It's getting more out of your time. I did a consult call with someone earlier this week and was just kind of explaining how I saw our relationship with clients being the most beneficial. And the way that I really look at it is uh, most of the clients and people that we work with will probably be successful on their own over time. Here's the issue. When you're in ownership and you're in the trenches of things, it's combative. And you see a hundred things around you that you can do and that you can improve and that you can work on and try and optimize, but you don't have time to do a hundred things. And because you're in the trenches and you're in the middle of it, it's really tough to know where to put your time and energy. And I feel like the best benefit of a coach is having some outside perspective, someone that can come in and get to know you, get to know your practice and the way that things are run and and learn about the attributes of your different staff members. Learn about your goals. Where are you at? Where do you want to be in life? What's your current profit and income? How can we, and then when, when we can look at all of those things in one big picture and in context of each other, Then we can take those hundred things that you felt like were there that are still there that you can optimize, but we're going to strategically choose the top three and then we're going to work on them together. Here's the action items. Here's what we're going to work on this month for these three. And then I'm there to hold you accountable. 
and I'm there to troubleshoot. When that doesn't go well, then you come back to me and we talk about it, we troubleshoot it, we come from a different angle and we go at it again. That process right there will allow you to hit success so much faster than on your own. Like I said, I pretty strongly believe that almost all the clients that we work with, all the dentists that we work with, they're probably going to reach the success levels that they want to on their own if given the, the, the right amount of time. The goal and the purpose of a coach is allowing you to reach that in less time so that we can get you a lot farther in the next year. Maybe that it would have taken you five years on your own just because of the outside perspective and, and everything that I'm saying. So I feel like that's, uh, that's such a benefit right? So in that way, I feel like I have the opportunity to help change some lives. You know, I picture this, uh, I don't know if any of you guys ever made those like little boats when you were younger. It's just like a piece of wood and then it's got like a, a, a little small rectangle thing and it's got a rubber band in the middle and you wind it up and you put it in the water and you just let it go. And the way that I see that is most of the clients that we look, that we work with, They've got their, uh, you know, their motor, you know, just churning and churning. And I'm just there to help kind of guide and, and, you know, they're running into this rock and they don't know why they're, you know, putting the energy in, but it's not moving. And I'm just there to kind of help guide and work together and troubleshoot and just help make these little things start to work together that, that didn't before. So that with a relatively similar amount of input, you can get a far greater output. And that gives you time. It gives you time with your family. It gives you time to spend on your hobbies or to give back to your community or be involved with church or whatever that means to you. And that's really cool. It's a great opportunity. And uh, so honestly, I'm such a big believer in in coaching and, and the difference that it makes. Even if you don't hire me or or us at the Lifestyle Practice, find somebody that you really believe in and go and hire them and and work with them. And I can say pretty confidently that that you're almost always going to get a good return on your money. So anyway, I will quit blabbing at this point, but uh, I appreciate you listening and and hearing me out. So I guess I did have some advice to share a little bit with that. But uh, anyway, I really hope that everyone is having a, a great week and pushing things in your practices. My message of today would be don't lose sight of what you really want your life to look like. A lot of times we think, oh, if I could really have what I wanted, this is what I would have. But I just, that's just not possible. So I'm going to settle, you know, we're going to bring it down a few notches and and that's what I'll go for. And I I think that's doable, which sure, that's fine. But no, (laughs) don't, don't take it off the table. Keep all your options on the table and start working and and get everything in place that you need to, to push for what you want to have. That's really what I've been doing the last 10 years is having a goal and having, having a vision and, uh, continuing to work, work through it and reverse engineer the process. And that's what it's all about to be able to design your lifestyle, the way that you want it and get your, your practice to revolve around that. So everybody take care, have a great one. As always, feel free to reach out, send me a message. If there's uh, questions that you have, or, you know, if you'd like to hear a certain podcast episode on, on a specific topic, feel free to email me. Derek, 
D-E-R-E-K at thelifestylepractice.com. Take care, everyone, and we will see you next time. Sicker than your average. Sicker than your average.